anything special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard around the world. I'm Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry, and John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boy, David Crockett. I'm Lee. Coming to you from the D-Tom Studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon, this is Don't Tread on America. Host, the magnificent one, Don Q. everybody how's everyone doing today it is october 12th 2023 thursday beautiful week not a beautiful day here in the free state of florida it's fucking pouring but i guess it's supposed to be a cold front allegedly coming through so it might drop down into the 70s this weekend i however won't know anything about that because i am trekking up to uh, Kentucky, where it'll be a hell of a lot colder than that. So, yeah. And with that being said, guys, a couple programming notes before we get into the business real quick. Um, I do have two shows for you while I'm gone, so don't fail. And I encourage you to please listen to them. It's a, it's a two-parter. The first one will be on Sunday. And I think I'm going to schedule the other one for Thursday. Just because I don't think I'm going to get a third show in. Uh, ah, screw it. I'll do it Wednesday. So it'll be Sunday and Wednesday. And, uh, cause I won't get, I, chances are I won't get a third show in, you know, I'm, I'm going to be on, in Kentucky. I do have a way to record with my phone and some headphones and stuff like that. I've never done it before, so I don't actually know how it'll sound. I guess one day I'll have to make a test run and we'll see how it is. But in case something does pop up, I might do a show cause I get up early in the mornings as it is. So I might, you know, sit outside and do a 30-minute show. But nonetheless, the best way for you to know is to make sure you're following the show. Make sure whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, you go ahead and subscribe to the show right now. You follow it. It doesn't cost you anything. I don't have a Patreon-exclusive channel. I don't charge you. This content is free. If you want to help out the show, however... You can visit the DTOM store for some merch. Some Don't Tread on America merch is at the DTOM store. 
whatever podcast app you are currently listening to this on, if you scroll down just past where it says don'ttrendamerica.com, right next to it says DTOM store. Either one of those will get you to the DTOM store, and you can check out all the merch that I have in the store for you to purchase. So, also, if you are on social media, guys, you can follow us at Don't Try on America on Facebook, Instagram, and the Ticker Talker. And we are on the Twitter X machine at DTOM underscore 1775. If you want to follow me personally, it's PCGC underscore 1775. So, uh, if you're not on any of those situations, that's cool. I get it. You can find us at Don't Try on America dot com. Uh, dot com. I'm, I'm practicing my Robert Kennedy voice. Hold on. Uh, and, um, so, uh, yeah, if you have any questions, any concerns, any thoughts, any whatever, you can send them that way. One more thing, guys, whatever podcast app you are listening to this on, whether it be uh, if you're on Apple or Spotify, we're, we're on all sorts of different podcast apps. But those two in particular, you can leave a rating and a review. If you do do so, especially if you leave the review, uh, you know, if it's a bad review or a good review, I don't know, whatever. I might read them on the air. Give me something to talk about. Right. All right. So, let's get into it. So, with today being the 12th of October, tomorrow is Friday the 13th. Go, 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 no, 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 go, 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 no, no, no. (laughs) And we have this breaking earlier today. The leader of Hamas, is it Hamas or Hummus? Hummus is good. Hamas, not so much. Anyway, the leader of Hamas uh, just called... My phone is blowing up. Just called Muslims around the world to embrace a day of global jihad this Friday the 13th. So keep that in mind because this isn't America thing. You know, this show's heard all around the world. I can see where the downloads are coming from. So guys, be on be on the ready, you know. And it says, you know, if you live in a major city in America or Europe, you know, you should probably avoid crowded areas, highly, pu- highly public places on Friday. Um, I mean, not for nothing, but you, you see what's going on. Regardless of the why, whatever is going on over in, in uh, Israel is, is going on, regardless of the why that is, it's still going on. And the people are, the things that are happening from these individuals don't think for a second if these people are full-on believers that they won't do it to you also. And I'm going to read this here. Khalid Mashal, the leader and founding member of, Hama, of, Hummus, of Hamas, gave a speech today asking Muslims around the world to do the following. Number one, show anger, especially Friday in Muslim countries. Uh, and, uh, and I got a plane flying over. Cool. It's to the right. To the, okay, there you go. And also among Muslims, uh, diaspora around the world. He called it the, quote, the Friday of Al, Al Aqua's flood, whatever. He said this will send a message of rage to Zionists into the into America. Number two, he asked for financial help from all Muslims around the world to help with their money. He called the financial jihad. He asked Muslims to give to the fighters of Gaza in order to compensate them for their destruction. Number three, he asked political pressure from Muslim leaders and Muslim nations to stop Israelis' uh, military invasion of Gaza. Number four, 
And the most important thing, he has Muslims around the world to carry jihad by their souls to fight and be martyrs for Al-Aqueduct. He wants Muslims... It's not Aqueduct. I don't speak... I don't speak Arab. Okay, it's Al-Aqueduct. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Aloha Snack Bar. Okay? He wants Muslims to fight against the Jews, starting with Muslims who live in the country surrounding Israel, Jordan, Syria, Le- Lebanon, and Egypt, but also other countries, to go to the borders and try to enter, each by his own means, he said. This is the time for jihad to be applied on the ground, rather than just in theory, he asked Mujahideen to go in long caravans to spill their blood on the uh, land of Palestine. These are his final words. Funds are important, but today we are asking for your blood and souls to be sacrificed. Now, mind you, this is a person who said this in his million-dollar mansion in Qatar, or Qatar, Qatar, where in the fuck he's at. So, this is another example of something I talked about the other day when you talk about leaders. Whether they're American, Israeli, Palestinian, Iraqi, Iranian, blah, 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 whatever. God forbid they put their asses on the line. He wants you guys to go out and do a jihad and spill your blood in the name of Palestine. But what is he going to do? He's asking for money from other countries. This guy's a millionaire. What is he going to do? He's not even in the motherfucking country. But yet, let's go serve his fucking master. Now, I know we've been talking about Israel, and I know a lot of people have been talking about Israel, and I get it. And... And I talked about the why all this is happening the other day. But the fact that it's happening, this person here is seeking to revenge all white people, essentially, whether you're a Jew or not, in whatever country you live in. So it's, it's very, and, 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 the, and the crazy thing is, there's part, especially in this country, not for nothing, but it is what it is, in America, we have a tendency to, um, to uh, I, I guess, racially profile. Fuck it, right? If you, if you see a person of a certain color and you might think something one way or another, I'm not saying it's right, but it happens. What this person is doing now, if, if a white man or a black man or a you know, Hispanic man or just a regular old American hears these words from this dude, when you go into a, a convenience store, when you're just walking down the street, if you happen to see one of one of what you think is one of these people, they might not have anything to do with this. They might not even be Muslim. But you think they are. You understand what I'm saying? What what kind of reaction are you going to get from just regular Joe Schmoes that see that you know that sees a person that fits the description of a Muslim when they might not even be? They could be Hindu, they could be, you know, whatever. And Jesus, motherfucking Christ, I'm going to fucking do a goddamn show and every goddamn fucking plane is going to fly over the fucking house. Jesus fucking Christ. Haven't had a plane fly over this goddamn house in fucking weeks, but here we go. Motherfucker. Anyway, sorry. I'm a little hot, as you can't tell. Anyway, so just be on your ready. Don't automatically judge these types of people just because of their color or their accent, okay? But don't ignore them either. 
I'll, I'll say that about that. And that's all I got to say about anything Israeli. Because since it's been wall to wall, all Israel all the time, what the fuck else is going on? You know, I've told you this in the past. When every fucking news channel that you watch, whether it's local, national, cable, whatever, and, all, and they all are fixated on one story. There's got to be something. There, it's not like the world shuts down because of something going on in one country. It's not like Israel is the world. It's one country. Okay? You can have your opinions on either side. I don't give a fuck. Okay? The fact of the matter is, this dude wants to bring the war to us. In the meantime, we're worried about this. What else is going on? Is, is the world just stopped turning? Is that, is that what we're doing here? Well, I'm, I've got about one, two, three, four. I got five things, okay, that are sneaking around in the background. No one's talking about them because of Israel. And the first one we're going to talk about is Robert Kennedy Jr. He has a declaration uh, for you, me, and the rest of uh, America and unfortunately for him, he chose today to do it with the fact of everything else going on. So no one's going to hear this message, except for you guys right now. Finally fed up. Something, something is stirring in us that says it doesn't have to be this way. People stop me everywhere at airports, at hotels and malls on the street. And they remind me that this country is ready for a history-making change. They are, ready, they are ready to reclaim their freedom, their independence. And and that's why I'm here today. I'm here to declare myself an independent candidate. Ooh, that came in hot. candidate for president of the United States. That's not all. I'm here to join you in making a new declaration of independence for our entire nation. We declare independence from the corporations that have hijacked our government. And we declare independence from the Wall Street, from big tech, from big pharma, from big ag, from the military contractors and their lobbyists. And we declare independence from the mercenary media that is here to, to, to fortify all of the corporate orthodoxies from their advertisers and to urge us to hate our neighbors and to fear our friends. We declare independence from the cynical elites who betray our hope and who amplify our divisions. And finally, and finally, we declare independence from the two political parties. And the corrupt interests that dominate them and the entire rig system of rancor, of rage, of corruption, of lies that has turned government officials into indentured servants for their corporate bosses. Yeah. 
And so I've come here today to declare our independence from the tyranny of corruption, which robs us of affordable lives, our belief in the future, and our respect for each other. There have been anti-establishment candidates before, but none of them who understands actually how to get the job done. Unlike President Trump, I've been fighting corporate corruption and suing government agencies for 40 years. I know how they work, and I know how to clean them up. And unlike any president since 1963, I will stand up to the military-industrial complex. So, um, yeah, so he, we kind of knew this was going to happen. He, he's running as independent now. Um, what does it mean? I don't know. I guess it depends on if Biden's actually running or not. That's yet to be actually determined. He says he is, but, you know, proof is in the pudding. Hey, pudding. We're eating pudding. Yeah, calm down, Joe. And we don't know what's going on with Republicans, you know. So, like, my wife, I was playing this earlier. My wife's like, oh, is that going to, that's going to hurt Biden? I said, you know, maybe. Um, you know, if Trump wins the Republican uh, nomination, He's going to take votes away from both sides because you're going to have people in the Republican side of things that don't like Trump. And maybe they want DeSantis or maybe they want uh, Nikki Haley or Vivek or whoever. And they vote for those people in the in the, you know, the primaries or, you know, the whatever they have the primaries. And uh, but Trump ends up winning winning the primary. So now he's running. He's solely running for president against Biden or Newsom or whoever. And if you have those chunk of people like let's say in the Republican side of things, if it comes down to Trump, uh, Vivek, Nikki Haley and, and DeSantis, let's say it's down to those four. OK, and let's just for easy math, let's say Trump gets 50 percent of the votes and the other three get 50% of the votes. However, the, that other 50% is broke up, whatever. But none, nonetheless, not, not enough to beat Trump, right? So, you know, Vivek gets 20, DeSantis gets 20, and Nikki Haley gets 10, or however you want to mix up those numbers, whatever. If you have that 50% of people that they're saying, there's no way in hell I want Trump to be my president... But there is even bigger no way in hell that I want Biden to be president anymore. That's where you're going to lose your votes. Because if if there wasn't such a big third-party name like Robert Kennedy Jr. running for president, right? We've had third-party candidates. And, and probably since Ross Perot really haven't had an effect on the outcome of an election. So, and here comes another plane. Here we go. Mother fucking A. Um... Jesus fucking Christ. Are you, are you going to land on the house? Is that what we're doing here, guys? If, um, so you've never had that big of a percentage take away from either side. So if the, <laughs> if the 50% that didn't vote for Trump in the primaries, they're not going to want to vote for Biden. They're probably going to vote for, for Robert Kennedy, uh, RFKJ, right? Because, if that third party wasn't running, or if it was Bob Johnson running as the third party, and they're like, who the fuck is Bob Johnson, right? You would, they would say, I'm not voting for Biden. I'll vote for Trump. Fuck it, whatever. But with that third option, it's going to take votes away from both sides. And in all honesty, 
I mean, this is a long shot. I, I'll say that just because the power of the two parties and I, and I'm not, I'm not saying I hate Robert Kennedy. I don't know a hundred percent of things about him. So maybe that's something we need to dig into because he's going to be a formidable candidate, but I would be venturing a guess to say that he possibly, he possibly could win. I know that's that's going out, and you know we got a, a year or so before the final election. But I'm telling you right now, if Trump ends up, I, I'm just using Trump for an example. If if any of them end up winning, I, chances are when it comes down to the Republican primary f- ending, chances are Trump is not going to be by himself. It's going to be at least him and one or two other people to, when it comes down to it. You, you are seeing some of the, the lesser-known names dropping out of the race. I think Haley and Trump, or uh, DeSantis and Vivek, they're in there for the, for the long haul. And I would say at least one or two of those three are going to still be there come when voting is done for the uh, Republican primary. The, uh, and if Trump, if any one of those people come out top, whether it's Trump, Nikki, whoever, you're going to lose votes to Kennedy because you're going to have people that don't like DeSantis or Vivek or Nikki Haley or even Trump for that matter. And because you're going to have people that follow Trump, the people that back Trump right now love Trump. They're not going to vote for anybody else. They're going to vote for Trump. If Trump loses in the primary, they're not going to back DeSantis or Haley or whoever else. But would they back him? I don't know. So I guess, essentially, you know, it's a, we'll have to wait and see. All right. So also today, on October 12th, September's inflation number came out today. Hmm. Yeah, right? Of course, we're not going to talk about that. Actually, damn, did I skip a story? Did I skip a story? I skipped a story. All right. Let me, let me, let me go back to this story first. So this, this I saw also today, and I asked the question, was what, what, what is going on in Israel, this broke today. Illegal immigrants are being fast-tracked to a path of citizenship and then told to join our military. The Army and Air Force are looking to immigrants to overcome recruiting shortfalls. They've ramped up their marketing, including on social media, to entice legal immigrants to enlist. They're also using recruiters with similar backgrounds to appeal to potential recruits. But the biggest draw for migrants is the promise of a fast track to citizenship, plus jobs and education benefits. Both the Army and the Air Force have said they will not meet their recruiting goals this year. Okay, so with all the illegal immigrants that are crossing, you know, the southern border, have we not learned anything from what's going on in Israel? Look at, look at how many of these illegals that have crossed over are, are legitimate asylum seekers do you understand what i'm saying could some of these people be infiltrators i don't know just asking the question all right now we'll go to the uh the thing with the stuff man come on all right today's headlines today's uh inflation numbers right for september of 2022 or yeah of 2023 we're in rather <laughs> Uh, inflation is up to uh, 3.7%, which sounds okay. It's only 3.7%. But time and time again, guys, time and time again, I've told you, 
Okay. And we haven't talked about inflation in a while, but the reason I'm bringing this up is because, you know, Christmas is right around the corner. Times are tough. So if you, if we go to the calculator, okay? So last year, so real quick, uh, from as of, as of right now, and which is, I don't understand, but inflation calculator right now says that inflation's at a 5.2% from last year to this year, currently, right now, today. But nonetheless, if you go in here, and you go back to 20, let's see, 21, 22, let's just go to 21. So 20, September of 21, Biden had been president for, what, seven months? Okay, seven and a half months, whatever. Uh, since then, inflation is almost to 14%, okay? To the end of, if you go to 2020, the end of Trump's presidency to now, it's almost up 19%. So in the three plus years that Biden's been president, we've seen almost a 19% increase in inflation. Now, it's convenient. I'm not saying that, you know, this situation in Israel was started so we could cover up these numbers. I'm not suggesting that. But I always find it interesting, the timing of things. Now, inflation for the last couple of months has been hovering in the 3% range, 3 to 3 plus, you know, percent. And and the White House touts that, no, oh, it's 3.1, it's 3.4, it's 3.7, it's not so bad, blah, blah, blah. And I've been saying this this whole year. Okay, yeah, it might be 3 point whatever, and that sounds all fine and dandy, but it's 3.7% more than the 8.2% it was last year over the 5% it was the year before. You understand? So that matriculates. So if you bought something that was, let's just say a bag of chips was $4 two years ago. Now, and this isn't even a fair point because if you've ever bought a bag of chips, you know, like I was in the store the other day, I was like, fuck, chips are $6 now? You know? And it's like, <clears throat> that same bag of chips was under 5 You know, I don't recall the exact price, but I know it was under 5 I don't buy a lot of chips, but nonetheless, so you're looking at a a, a dollar plus, let's say a dollar fifty increase in two years. That's more than fifteen percent. You see what I'm saying? So these numbers obviously reflect a lot of different situations, but when you look at what you buy on a regular basis, when you go to the grocery store and you're buying milk, eggs, potato chips, beer, soda you know, vegetables, whatever you're buying, everything's more expensive, not a little bit more. Not when you hear 8%, 3%, 5%, and you know, okay, 14% is not so bad. If it was a dollar, it's only a dollar fourteen. But it's not. It's not like that. It was a dollar, now it's two. It was a dollar, now it's three. You see what I'm saying? So in the real world of inflation, what's the true number? I would garner a bet, a bet that is probably closer to 20 or 30%, somewhere in that range, month over month. Because, or year over year, whatever, on just basic products. Not like, oh, well, rent's kind of stabled out, so that really isn't increasing, so you're, it helps the inflation down. Fuck that shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't, I, I mean, 
I don't pay rent. I mean, I, I know there are people that pay rent, but for the for a lot of people, we don't pay rent. We have a mortgage, and I have a fixed rate, and and fortunately, we refinance for before the rates got up to whatever they are now. I think I saw seven and a half percent. You know, I think our rates at like under two. So the sad thing about that is, is I pay a mortgage for a house that's a pretty good sized house in a decent neighborhood for half the price of what people are renting a two-bedroom apartment in a okay apartment complex and i'm and that's for real now i know florida's getting overcrowded i know that has a lot to do with that but even if you don't want to live in an apartment because the prices are so high you can't afford a house because the fucking the market number one's out of control but then on top of that interest rates are out of control you know so where does it all end it's got to end somewhere and I have a feeling it's going to end soon because the uh, ex-Walmart CEO issues a dire retail warning and says shoppers have a major reason to pause for the first time in a decade. Walmart's former CEO has warned that a slew of issues plaguing co- uh, consumers could significantly change the retail landscape. Bill Simon fears that inflation, higher interest rates, and even the is- Israeli-Palestine conflict could prevent customers from spending in a key sales week. In an interview on Monday, Simon said, Simon says that nationwide economic issues are colliding with geopolitical conflicts to create a fought uh, landscape for the consumer. Student loan debts, polarized politics, squabbling over a federal budget, and even the ousting of former Speaker uh, Kevin McCarthy could have a negative effect on retail, Simon says. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I'm childish. <laughs> the sort of pileup wears on consumers and makes them weary, he told CNBC's Fast Money on Monday. For the first time in a long time, there's a real reason for the consumer to pause. According to Simon, shoppers have been happily spending through the years as the economy rebuilds from the 08 financial crisis, but now mounting issues are putting pressures on retailers like Target and Amazon, which is launching a two-day, that's the Amazon deals or whatever just happened, the pressure are reflecting uh, on the price points, said Simon, who isn't impressed with the quote-unquote so-called deals he's seeing. They usually say a 50-inch TV is $199 or something like that, and now they say a 50-inch TV is 40% off. You use percentages when you're not real proud of the price point. I think you've got an inflation pushing relative price points up. That's true. So if that TV was 200 now let's say it's 250 and now it's 40% off. You see what I'm saying? So... You know, share prices at Amazon, Walmart, and Target are all down, but Simon believes that his former stomping grounds will pull through. It's solely because of the food business, says Simon, who sits on the Darden restaurants and Haynes brand boards. They're going to have both the eyeballs and foot traffic and probably have a better Christmas than than maybe their competitors. So here you have a former CEO of Walmart saying that shopping trends are, are coming down. And this isn't car shopping this isn't house buying this is going to the store to buy food toiletries clothes supplies whatever this isn't just i need to buy a house oh interest rates are seven and a half percent no it's i need toilet paper fuck it's 15 bucks we might be wiping our ass with our hands i know i say it it, you know i say it flippantly but I'm, i'm being serious in the fact that times are getting tough and i hate to say when i talk about things but I talked about the next Great Depression. Guys, when we read in history about certain events, 
and we're going to talk about the Great Depression here real quick. It, if you read it in a book, it seems like it happened like that. It, it happened like that, and it was over like that. And it didn't happen like that, and it wasn't over like that. You're talking a time frame of like 15 years from the start to the finish. And the start is when it got bad, not while it was getting bad. Right now, it's getting bad. It isn't bad yet. It's getting there. Where's the final? Where's Where does it get bad? If we don't fix things really quick, and I'm not blaming this all on Biden. I'm not saying this is all Biden's fault. But he ain't helping. All right. On to the next story. So, what's going on in Congress? Hmm. I don't know. Let's let's uh let's ask Nick uh, Sorter here. Uh, I think that's his name. Anyway, this dude off of Newsmax uh, says uh, Steve Scalise will not be able to scare the 217 votes necessary to become Speaker, and is expecting to withdraw from the race today. Here we go, Newsmax. Let me turn that music down here. Here we go. Republican caucus here on Capitol Hill. So again, Steve Scalise likely does not have those 217 votes. Uh, Thomas Massey, a Republican from Kentucky, says at least 20 Republicans will not be voting for Steve Scalise, whether they don't want him to be leader because of political differences or whether they're concerned about him taking on the most uh, challenging role in the House of Representatives as somebody who's currently battling blood cancer. So again, uh, that is what we're hearing from sources on Capitol Hill. And there is a chance Scalise will drop out of the race and we'll see a shakeup later today. Republicans are set to meet behind closed doors again at 12.15 Eastern time. So what's what's going on? I mean, I'm being honest. Like, it's been a week now. It's been a while since uh, they got rid of McCarthy. Okay, so what? What's the plan here? I mean, you would think that prior to all this McCarthy situation, that there was rumblings. We need to get this motherfucker out. We need to put so and so in. We need to put Jim Jordan in. We need to put Steve Scalise in. We need to put Byron Donaldson. We need to put Trump in. Whatever, whatever their thought process is. It, sh- it shouldn't take this long to figure it out. So I asked the question, what's going on? What's the plan here? Do they want the government to shut down? I, I don't know. But I know they're 36 days away from their final judgment. <laughs> so what are they going to do? I don't know. All right couple things here guys and then we're gonna get out of here so uh for shits and giggles you know we haven't talked about this in a long time and i don't know if anyone else has because i haven't really listened to any other podcasts because i don't need to this one's awesome i don't even listen to this one but it's awesome yeah. so for shits and giggles why not talk about covid and the covid vaccine there's a couple things here this broke i saw this yesterday uh, the World Council for Health expert panel finds cancer-promoting DNA contamination in COVID-19 vaccines. So, in other words, if you've taken the COVID vaccine of some form and frame, there's a very good chance that there was cancer-promoting DNA contamination in your dose. This is out of the UK the World Council for Health, in collaboration with expert advisors, is dedicating, or dedicated to providing the public with accurate and reliable information to promote health and well-being 
in light of recent concerns regarding bacterial DNA and genetic sequencing in mRNA vaccines, the World Council for Health organized an urgent uh, expert hearing on this critical topic Monday on the 9th. The hearing took place virtually and addressed implications of these findings for all people of the world. The following international renowned immunologists, genetic special uh, physicians, and research scientists shared their findings for the audience. So there was Kevin McKernan from the U.S., Dr. Jancy Lindsay from the U.S., Professor Sukrat Bakhri from Germany, Associate Professor Byram uh, Brittle from Canada, Dr. Pina McCullough from the U.S., Professor Brigitte Koenig from Germany, Dr. Jessica Rose from Canada, Professor Anne, uh, Alexandria Hernan Quad from France, and attorney Katie Coppins from Australia. Share the legal implications of the deployed in Okay. A, sharing, a summary of the findings. So bacteria DNA, DNA has been found in the mRNA vaccine vials. A cancer-promoting genetic sequence, SV40, has been found in the COVID-19 vaccines. This was not present in the vials used for the approved studies, but has been since been found in all vials of the BioNTech vials disseminated for public use. These discoveries have been confirmed in several independent laboratories worldwide. The discovery was originally made in April of 23 by Kevin McKernan, at which point regulatory bodies were contacted. No official reply has been received. Multiple mechanisms exist in which the genetic information might be integrated into the human gene. This DNA could instruct our bodies to produce an mRNA and foreign proteins for an unknown period with uh, potential implications for subsequent generations. There is no constructive purpose identified for the undeclared SV40 promoter sequence, which in addition to its cancer risk, enhances the capacity to incorporate the other foreign genetic material into recipients' own chromosomes, potentially rendering them, and possibly even their offspring, permanently genetically modified. There are multiple com uh, completely undeclared genetic sequences in both Moderna and Pfizer vials with the SV40 uh, sequence found only in Pfizer vials. Some, however, latent SV40 infections in uh, significant portions of the population could present the same SV40 risk to Moderna re recipients. Even in the absence of chromosomal integration, the DNA plasmids could generate mRNA uh, for the spike protein toxin and other harmful proteins for prolonged and unpredictable periods of time. Integration of foreign DNA into the human genome disrupts existing natural genetic sequences. This carries further risk of disease, including cancer. The COVID-19 vaccines qualify as GMO, genetically modified organisms, products, which require approval in addition to a require for older, more tra traditional vaccines. Informed consent of this product is impossible, as the risks of this product had never been formally and transparently assessed by regulators and are not fully known. Independent assessments of the emerging and available evidence is that these products are extremely dangerous with implications for disease, death, transmission, and adherence. Uh, an immediate moratorium on these novel genetic quote-unquote vaccines was de demanded by the expert panels. So there you go. So in closing, I would like to 
talk about Danielle Smith. Now, she's the premier of Alberta. Essentially, I, I think that means she's like the governor of Alberta. Um, she's the first... She is the first um, public politician, you know, and, and, and I could be, I, I don't know everything about everything I, uh, as much as I claim to know. Everything. Now, I'm pretty sure the premier of Alberta, I, I think Alberta, Alberta, Canada, is that a province? I guess I probably should look this up. Let me look it up. Let me look it up. Let's see. Where's the Alberta? Yeah, Canadian province. See, look at me. I know things. Canadian Providence, a province, I should say. Alberta is a part of Western Canada. It's one of the most, it's one of three prairie provinces. Alberta is bordered by British Columbia to the west and Saskatchewan to the east. Right, so essentially a state, the way the way we in America will look at it, right? Um, and she's the premier, so I'm assuming that means she's kind of like the governor. Okay. All right. This is what she had to say about people who refused the vaccine when all the craziness was going on. The community that faced the most restrictions on their freedoms in the last year were those who made a choice not to be vaccinated. I don't think I've ever experienced a situation in my lifetime where a person was fired from their job or not allowed to watch their kids play hockey or not allowed to go visit a loved one in long-term care or hospital, or not allowed to go get on a plane to either go across the country to see family or even travel across the border. So they have been the most discriminated against group that I've ever witnessed in my lifetime. That's a pretty extreme level of discrimination that we have seen. I don't take away any of the discrimination that I've seen in those other groups that you mentioned, but this has been an extraordinary time in the last uh, year in particular. And I want people to know that I find that unacceptable, that we are not going to create a segregated society on the basis of a, of a medical choice. So um, there you go. She said the she said it. She said it out loud. She's sorry. I can apologize right now. I'm deeply sorry, she says. Because she was doing what her masters told her, just like every other governor of foreign countries, especially. And most of the governors of this country that we live in, on top of the president and whoever else. When are the rest of them going to come out and say it? You have this information coming out the other day about the COVID vaccine on top of the lockdowns, on top of the making everyone feel like a piece of shit because they didn't get a vaccine. I'm just saying. The interesting things that we go through as people that don't want to do certain things. And and it's not that I'm anti-vax. I'm not, I'm not that guy. Okay? Now, I'm much in line with what Robert Kennedy says about vaccines and that, you know, it used to be a few. Now it's like 60 something that you're giving children. And I guess in my personal life, I have a front row seat to see what the difference is. And what I mean by that is this, I have three granddaughters and a grandson. Okay. Now my, my daughter has the girl. She has three granddaughters. She's actually pregnant with her fourth. And uh, my son has the grandson. Now, 
He's uh, two. He's fully vaccinated up to whatever schedule, you know, a two-year-old needs to be vaccinated to. Uh, as far as I know, he hasn't had COVID vaccine. I hope that never enters their thought process. Uh, now, okay, whatever. And like most kids, get vaccinated. I'm not saying anything. You know, you do what you feel like you need to do. My daughter, on the other hand, has three girls right now. So uh, we have an 11-year-old, a 6-year-old, and a 1-year-old. They're five years five years apart. <laughs> and uh, the oldest is vaccinated up through her schedule that she's supposed to be vaccinated up to. The, the 6-year-old, I don't think she's fully vaccinated up to her point that she should be. And the baby hasn't had the first vaccine. She opted, they made a decision, her, her and her husband made a decision to not do that. I stand behind their decision because it's their decision. The interesting thing about this is the fact that the girl's two, I'm sorry, she's just turned one. She's one, crap, I, I think she's like, I, I don't know the months, 15 months, 16, I don't know. She's like uh, 15, 16 months, I think, somewhere around there. And... um so far i mean she seems healthy I, I don't know i'm not a doctor but i mean it does make you wonder it does make you wonder what it's all for so anyway um i would say this if you are young and you're having a baby or you have a child maybe do your own research you know i think doctors for the most part try to do the right thing but they also are told to do things so Anyway, with that being said, guys, please make sure you're following the show right now. You like this show, follow it, share it with your friends. Make sure, uh, like I said, it's free. I don't charge anything. There's no alternate channel for, for premium content. This is it. This is as good as it gets. <laughs> if you want to help the show, guys, uh, send me money in the form of going to the DTOM store and buying something. All the funds from whatever gets sold... I don't see the first penny. It goes right into the show. It pays for the for the websites, for the program, for the uh, for me to be able to pro uh, blah, blah blah to be able to put the show out. I can't think of the word I'm trying to say to put it on the podcast uh, landscape <laughs> and just do those things. It's not for me to make money on. Trust me, it's just to help me pay for pay for this stuff. And be able to keep doing this shows three times a week. Just, it just, you know, it just ease the ease the pain a little bit. Anyway, and follow us on uh, Don't Tread on America on Facebook, Instagram, and the Ticker Talker, and on the Twitter X machine at dtom underscore seventeen seventy five. And you can also come to our website, Don't Tread on America .com. From all those locations, you can also find the store, dtom store. Check it out. With that being said, guys, you have a beautiful rest of your day, rest of your week. Uh, today is Thursday, October twelfth. 2023 remember i'm gonna be on vacation next week i'm gonna be up in, in bourbon land i'll be up in kentucky visiting the grandchildren the daughter and also you'll still have some shows i'm i've got them well i've got one of them done i'm about to do the second one and they'll be all nice and recorded and you're not even gonna know i wasn't here it's gonna be crazy it's like modern miracle of modern sciences Sci science not scientists anyway you guys have a great day. And I shall talk to you when I get back from vacation. Well, I'll talk to you while I'm on vacation, but I'm you know, not going to be live. It's not going to be recorded a week ago. Anyway, you guys have a great day.